Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha. And today I wanted to take it down a notch. Over the last couple weeks, we've been diving into a lot of like nutrition related topics. And so today I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into talking about our health and going beyond just the superficial um, component of our health. I think a lot of times that we focus so much on like, hey, I want to make this health change and we focus on how we're going to do it, but we don't really dive deeper into some of the root causes of why we're doing it and the root causes of the behaviors that we're doing in general. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today on the episode. Before we start, don't forget to grab your freebie, five simple things you can do today to keep yourself healthy for tomorrow. And this is important because as we age and our health and our well-being become a bigger focus in our life, this little packet will give you some strategies that will help you kind of keep your health in the forefront and it's things that you can be mindful of every day so that in the long term you get to a place that you're like hey look I'm already doing all these things and it'll help you kind of um, see the health changes that you can make today to preserve your health for tomorrow and you'll be really happy that you did and that freebie you can find the link in the show notes okay so on our episode today like we talked about we're going to talk about this idea of like really digging into our feelings. And I know you're like, oh shit, I don't want to dig into any of my feelings. I've been trying to suppress them for fucking ever, but just hear me out here. So much of our health is related to these, like, I think it's really like avoiding all of these things that are underlying on the surface that are like, that are just underneath the surface. And so so much of what we focus on are like superficial things like we go on diets and we worry about calories and we worry about things on the scale and we worry about making all these health changes about all these topics that we've talked about recently but I think that what happens is is that there is these like underlying emotions that are that are not being addressed when we're doing these things so we go on these diets we do all these different things but we don't you know, we may, maybe we really succeed at the beginning and then over time that weight comes back. And again, there's lots of like physiological changes that are happening in your body. But I also believe that there's a lot of like underlying emotions that many of us are trying to avoid, including yours truly. But I do believe that in order to make any of the health related changes that you may be trying to do right at this moment, And I think we really start to need to tap into the root of what is really going on. Because in order to really have the change that we desire, that I think we kind of need to get into a little bit more of the healing um, that we're not doing. And in order to have that healing, we need to dive deeper into the root cause of really what's going on. I think for many of us, it's really difficult to have an idea of, you know, our feelings, let alone what might be underneath of those. Um, And so I think what happens is, is we do other things that kind of help 
you know, make us feel better. And I think a lot of that tends to be like eating or going on restrictive diets or binge eating or maybe, you know, addictions. Maybe people are um, drinking too much or doing drugs or doing whatever. And I think because we are, we all have this like desire for healing, but we're so uncomfortable and leery about this like a digging deeper part and what all of this like digging deeper will bring up for us because we're trying to suppress it and so in this episode I want to talk about that I want to talk about why it's important to tap into that um, into these emotions that we're feeling because I do believe if we're trying to get the health wellness and self-care goals that we're trying to achieve then we kind of have to dig into that a little bit in order to get the self-acceptance change the behavior reconnect with your body and just overall find that healing within ourselves that all of us desire essentially so you know I think when I'm thinking about this idea of like not tapping into our emotions, I think a lot of times I'm thinking about eating. That seems to be the one that I think most of us do. And this idea that we are so trying to avoid any of the things um, that are coming up, any of these emotions, that food is used as this temporary way to like numb that feeling. And I'm, I'm starting to think like maybe is there a better way that can lead you to healing and to tap into some of those emotions and to provide you comfort um, besides, besides eating essentially. So, you know, maybe we can start thinking of ways to develop these skills because what happens with eating is, and I know you all know this because we've all done this, right, is that we feel a feeling that we don't want to feel We eat the food because it's a really quick and easy way that food makes us feel great. It takes away those emotions, but in the long term, it doesn't do that. Food is something that is very temporary, and so it may provide some kind of quick relief, but over the long term, let's start really thinking about some strategies that can provide a longer lasting sense of um just sense of like comfort and something that is fulfilling that maybe we can that you can start to implement a little bit more often as a way to kind of get away from using food as comfort and trying to think of other ways that you can provide and give yourself the comfort that you may need so how do we do this how do we get to this place that we're like oh yeah let me dig deeper let me stop eating food and start you know stop eating food to comfort myself well I think the easiest way and I don't think any of this is easy so let me take that back I think the way to start would be to identify what the feeling is that you're having right because there tends to be a feeling that's driving whatever behavior it is you're doing that you're trying to change so that could be eating that could be um, whatever it is it could be you're drinking too much or you're doing whatever it's the thing that you're it's the feeling that's coming up that you're trying to avoid that you're trying to run away from that you're trying to with all of your might not feel and it could be and it probably will be a multitude of of feelings and you know some of the ones that I could think of would be 
guilt and shame and fear and boredom and being tired or anxious or sad or lonely or maybe you're just trying to cope and numb your feelings maybe you're trying to soothe yourself maybe you're happy I know I do that when I feel really happy that's something it all kind of feels the same sometimes um maybe you're using food as a reward or you're or you're feeling stressed or perhaps you're you know, your perfectionism is taking over and you're having these feelings that you're not worthy or you're feeling like you are scared that you're going to fail. And it could be any emotion under there. It could be a multitude of emotions. So I want you first to like identify a situation when you find yourself just standing at the counter eating and trying to really tap into like first what the feeling is and try to figure out what the situation is that you are that's causing it and so I think a lot of times we go through life and we're just like running from one thing to the next to the next to the next and we never take this time to really dig into these into these feelings but I think it would be really hard for you to have lasting change if you eventually don't do this. You know, maybe at the beginning when you're trying to make health behavior changes, maybe you don't need to do that because maybe you can kind of get away with just doing some of the behaviors and practicing them. But I think at some point in time, these behaviors kind of, you know, they kind of come up or these emotions that you feel about yourself, they come up and then they influence how well you're able to continue doing what you, what you want, or maybe they'll make you stop because you're, you know, you're self-sabotaging yourself because of these things that you're feeling. I had, um, an episode recently where I've been trying to be like pretty mindful about like some of my feelings. And the way that I do it is I try to keep like, and I'm not always good about it, but I try to kind of write down what I'm eating and then just try to like see some of the emotions that are around it. And so, you know, I think for me, it's always like the normal ones, like I'm stressed, I'm at work, I'm going to eat, blah, blah, blah. Probably the same things, the same situations that you all find yourselves in. But one morning I had like this whole thing thing that was happening and I didn't even realize like I had never like paid attention to what I was feeling because my mornings with my son can be so hectic so I hadn't even like really taken into consideration that I was even feeling stressed and that I was eating because of what was happening um so I found myself with this like morning where I'm just like eating whatever my son is eating for breakfast and I'm not even hungry and I'm just like having food in my hands and I'm like why am I eating this I'm not even hungry and what surprised me is I don't even know if I was stressed I think it was just like my son was asking me to do something for him and it was like the 15th you know request and it just felt like so overwhelming and I still had you know, I still had things to do. I still had to get him dressed. I still had to get myself dressed. 
But I don't think that I ever really saw that as something that was stressful to me. And so what I was doing is I wasn't even acknowledging what was happening, that I was trying to get out of the house, that I wanted to be at work at a certain time, that I was trying to get him to school at a certain time. And I think it just felt like part of my everyday routine that I hadn't even thought about like, hey, this is causing me to eat these things that I'm not even hungry for. I'm just so quickly just putting food in my mouth because I know what it's doing. I know it's helping me manage those feelings. But I was surprised that such a simple everyday task was causing that feeling for me. And so I know I'm not the only one that has these feelings, right? I suppose that if you were looking back at your day and you were looking at some of the feelings that you were feeling and how you dealt with them, I'm sure if you dug a little further, it would probably mimic a little bit of what my day looked like. And so I want you to kind of think about some of these questions that I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you how many questions? I'm going to ask you for about four questions. So the first one is, what are the most common foods you find yourself overeating or using to soothe yourself? For some people, it could be like, these delicious cookies and candies and cupcakes and cakes and things that are really sweet. And for other people, it could be like your salty foods like chips and pretzels and snack foods. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, oh yeah, fruits and veggies, they soothe me. So I'm pretty sure you're probably not going to find that in your answer list. All right, so you know what those foods are? Okay. So the second question would be, what emotion does this food help you achieve? So when you eat this food, if you're somebody who likes your sugary foods or someone who likes your salty foods, what does it help you? What does it help you feel? Does it help you feel satisfied? Does it help you feel like it soothes you or numbs you? Or does it satiate you or comfort you? Or does it like delay the feeling that you don't have to feel? What's it doing for you? I think it's interesting for you to just kind of think about this because most of us don't take the time to do that, right? And part of this whole process of changing our relationship with our health-related habits, um, especially when it comes to food in our bodies, is really kind of digging into this and acknowledging first that this is happening underneath the surface. The third question I want to ask you is, if you stopped eating these foods for comfort, how would you feel? Uh, what would you feel? Would you feel like lost? Uh, like what else would you do? Maybe panicked because it provides something for you? What, what does it do? And then the last question I want you to ask yourself are, what are some other ways that you can deal with those feelings without turning to food? Is there something else that will provide you that same feeling that food provided you with, but that can guide you towards something that you're trying to achieve rather than sabotaging your health goals that you're, that you're trying to do? And I want you to start thinking about some of the things that you did in the past for a lot of you. Um, I know you've all had a past, we all have, of making health-related changes. So I want you to think about what it is that helped you in the past. 
Did you, um, did you go for a walk when you felt a certain way? Did you do some breathing? Did you listen to some music? Did you pray? What did you do to, to help, you know, when these feelings were coming up? Because all of this, all of these questions that I'm asking you and all of these like topics that I just want you to feel in terms of the emotions, I know that they don't feel good, but the, the goal here is so that you can start to develop some skills and build your toolbox so that you have other alternatives that you can do besides eating as a way to have an outlet for your emotions and to comfort you. And I want you to remember that you're going to have feelings and some of them are going to feel really good and some of them are going to feel really bad, but all of them are okay and they're all necessary. And if you're having some feelings that are coming up that are really, you know, that you're really struggling with, again, I see a therapist, no shame in that game. So I would encourage you to seek out a licensed therapist to help you with any of the things that you feel like and the emotions that maybe you're trying to avoid, or maybe they're too big that you feel like you can't manage. A professional is always really helpful to do that. Um, and I know they have some more cost-effective sites around today too. So just kind of look into that if you feel like you need, you know, you need a little bit more support. And then I want to, I want to remind you that you know, everybody has something different that soothes us. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have different emotions. We all have different feelings and we all have different thoughts. And so, you know, what I may feel in terms of my underlying emotions may be very different from what you feel because we have different experiences in life and we are different people. And so what works for me that may may soothe and comfort me may not soothe and comfort you. And that's okay. All right, so let's kind of talk about some strategies that we can do to help with these feelings that we're having instead of eating, right? So first, I want you, I think these these are going to be like pretty obvious to you, right? So what we know is that body movement, so any kind of movement can help with the healing process And it can help you confront your emotions and to have an outlet for your emotions. So a lot of times when we're talking about like, um, you know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about like the different things and making health changes and always having an outlet for your emotions. So that outlet can look like whatever it needs to look like for you. And again, everybody's different in that outlet, whatever helps release the emotions that they have. And so body movement is something that we know is really helpful um, that can help you get rid of some of those negative feelings or even positive feelings that you're having a hard time processing. But I would say that if you're somebody who really is like, ugh, I don't want to have any body movement, I don't want to exercise, maybe kind of having this mindset shift away from exercising um, you know, in an effort to lose weight or to maintain a certain weight, that maybe we can shift that perspective on just movement and that this way that you're doing some kind of movement, whatever it may be, is a way that you can start healing your relationship with food and your body. And you can start to reconnect with yourself and your emotions 
And I, and again, I think when you have that reconnection with your emotions and the thoughts that you're thinking, then that's really where that change, that health change that you desire is really going to start to kind of um, come more into fruition. I think that if you're going about your day and you're not having an outlet for your emotions and you're becoming and staying very disconnected from yourself, it's going to be really hard to achieve the health goals that you desire. And trust me, I know that from experience, unfortunately. Um, so some other things, so some things in terms of movement, okay? So we're thinking of this as movement. We're not thinking of it as exercise to kill yourself. We're thinking of it as movement. So moving your body in any way that feels good to you. You know, maybe think of something you did as a child that you really loved. Maybe you used to go bike riding. Explore that. Maybe it's walking or swimming or gardening or using weights, Weights, I feel like, are one of those things that you do and then you're like, wow, this feels good when you're doing it because you're not like, you know, you're doing it slowly and you can kind of take your time. Um, Any kind of breath work that could be like um, meditation or praying or whatever that looks like for you, just breathing in general. And that's a way that you're doing something that you're reconnecting with yourself. Mindfulness techniques such as yoga or I'm not sure if any of you have ever tried trauma-informed yoga. I found a few videos on YouTube that if you Google trauma-informed yoga, it's really, some of those um, yoga videos are really good. And trauma-informed yoga, and I'm not a yoga expert, but I have done trauma-informed yoga as instructed by my therapist. Um, You know, you're doing some of these movements and you're doing them really slow and it's not, it's, it's not very physical, but it's, it's more like you're reconnecting with yourself. So if you feel like that you wanted something a little bit slower so that you're just getting used to having some kind of movement, if you go online and search or go on YouTube and search for that, you may find something and you may like that. So just a way that you can reconnect with yourself and, and move your body. Another way or probably the the next thing I would say would be, so first have some kind of body movement as a way to not eat your emotions. And then the second one would be trying to figure out how to manage the stress that you have. We know that unmanaged stress is often the cause of the unhealthy behaviors that we are trying to get away from and probably that you're trying to change. And stress is difficult because you can have like good stress and you can have bad stress, but it all needs an outlet for it to go. And stress just gets tricky because so much of our health is this way that we're trying to keep our stress hormones in check. And we live in this world that is so stressful. And so many of us are walking around holding on to our emotions and feeling stress all of the time. And physiologically, what is happening is that we get the more stress we feel with the more stress hormones that we produce in our body, mainly cortisol. And those hormones will trigger things like hunger and wanting to eat to find comfort. And then there's this whole cycle of like feeling hungry, eating comfort foods, feeling good, getting that hit of dopamine in your brain, you're feeling less stressed. And then you continue that cycle over and over and over again because it feels good. But again, 
that eating, eating things that make you feel good because you aren't able to manage the stress is a short-term fix. But over the long run, I think it's going to be harder to maintain the health that you desire by doing that. So what I would say for stress is really digging into what the cause is of the stress that you have. Is it with your job? Is it with your health? Is it related to money or your family? They tend to be the the big ones that people are stressed about. And trying to really figure out what can you do instead, instead of holding on to all this stress. And by the way, you could be someone like, I used to be someone who would walk around with all this stress as like a... um, like a, like a badge of honor. Like I'm so stressed. I'm so important. People need me like some weird stuff. And none of it was true. It was just like these beliefs that I told myself that didn't, that weren't even fact. They were just what I believe that became my narrative. And so perhaps you're doing that instead, but you know, start thinking of some other strategies that you can do to really help yourself manage that stress. And again, you could do breath work. So that could be breathing breathing in for four breaths, breathing out for seven breaths, um, meditation, yoga, Tai Chi, prayer, whatever it is for you that calms you. Um, my son and I at night, we've been listening to yoga, um, uh, yoga, Nidra yoga, I think it is. And we found, we find everything on YouTube and it really helps him because he, you know, with kids these days, it's so interesting because they're all learning how to like breathe and to, you know, how to comfort themselves and to be able to meditate. And it's all stuff that like, I never learned. So it's so interesting to me because I feel like he almost is able to pick up some of these things at six years of age more than me at 48, because it's almost like he's been trained to do it, you know, from doing yoga when he was little to doing breath work. Now he can get into it really quickly and he can calm himself really quickly. And so Maybe that's a way that you can start to do that. And if you're not comfortable doing the breath work or you're not comfortable doing meditation and you need to move, then maybe exploring yoga or Tai Chi Um, and really starting to think about like some, like some way that you can incorporate a stress relief practice into your everyday life. And that could be like, taking, waking up in the morning and having some time to yourself, maybe journaling or just drinking a cup of coffee by yourself. Maybe it is, um, uh, I don't know, talking with friends or making a weekly standing date of hanging out with somebody that makes you feel good. Maybe it's by walking. Maybe it's watching cat videos. Um, whatever it is for you that makes you feel good. And that helps you just like, you know, kind of like, disconnect and have like an interruption of any of those stress related thoughts that you're feeling. And, you know, I think that knowing that, like, it's really trying to figure out like what works for you and, and kind of going from there. Right. And if you feel like you're in this place that you don't even know where to start because you don't even know what emotions you feel, you're so disconnected from yourself that maybe you just start by like being with yourself a little bit more during the day or taking five minutes for yourself. Or maybe you start by just writing down like how the heck you feel today. And I think writing is helpful. I find it hard to maintain for the long term, but I do feel like when 
when you write things down or when I write things down that all these things that are in my head, it feels nice to get it out on paper so that you can be like, oh, okay, yeah, that doesn't feel so bad. But it's also nice if you're in a place that you're just going about your everyday life and you're not thinking and you're just, you're just moving forward. It's helpful to kind of see like, what is, what are some of the things that are, um, you know, contributing to your stress? Because I think sometimes we don't know because we're not taking the time to really like dig into it or really think about it. We're just going, going, going. And, you know, just kind of like getting to this place that you are, able to just have some kind of outlet because at some point if you don't you're really going to be in a place that you're going to be like okay how do what do I do and again if you're someone who's really struggling or maybe you have a lot of like core beliefs that need to be challenged please seek out the help of a licensed therapy provider there are a lot of resources I feel like these days that are more cost effective I myself have a therapist. I've had a therapist for a long time in varying times in my life. And so if you're somebody who, you know, sometimes we just have a lot of stuff that we can't manage on our own because it feels so overwhelming. And so having someone help us guide us through that is always something that is great. Like it just kind of helps you. I, I think it just helps us grow. We learn a little bit more about ourselves in doing that. So just a reminder that when we talk about all these things on this podcast, that all of these suggestions and all of these things, that it's not a one size fits all solution, but these topics are merely something to think about because you will have a lot of feelings and thoughts that come up on this health, wellness, and self-care journey. And it's this idea of like, what do you do with them? How do you process them? Do you eat your feelings, which by the way, it's okay to do, but I think at some point you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper in that too. Again, there's no judgment in that. I certainly do that. Um, but it's also trying to figure out like what you can do that can help you in the long run. So what is something that, that can help become an outlet for those emotions and something that is a little bit more fulfilling to you to do and something that has longer lasting impact and helps you really resolve those feelings. Because I think what happens with the eating is it helps you resolve it for that moment, but the long-term effect of that never quite goes away. Like you never quite get to the root. You're just managing that feeling, but then never diving deep enough to get to the root of it to actually change the behavior. So I would say to start implementing some small changes, you know, I love small changes, start thinking of, you know, start answering some of those questions that we talked about and start thinking about, is there anything that you're doing right now that helps you feel better? That helps you feel a little bit less stressed. Um, and if you don't, if you have something kind of just like acknowledge that. And if you don't start thinking of some things that you like to do that maybe help you feel better and help you feel a little bit less stressed. Um, you know, start to implement some of these small changes. And then as you start to feel like you're connecting more and more with yourself, then building up on those tools as you go. And once you start to identify some of the emotions that you're regularly feeling, then you can really start to work on some ways to manage those feelings and to release them and to make them part of like to have a practice that you're doing regularly so that you can manage them because 
that's where you're really going to get the lasting behavior change that you desire. That's where you're going to get the motivation. It's, this is the, this is the stuff that you can really get the, you know, the real change from. And so remember, it's not about being perfect. It's about moving forward and staying consistent and just doing the smallest thing one day at a time over and over again. And, you know, it's the journey here where you're going to have the most, most growth. I think so many of us, myself included, I just want to get to the end, but it's the journey where all that growing and changing and uncomfortableness happens. But when you look back at it, when you achieve your goal, you're like, ah, that was the, that was the good stuff. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Have a great week.